Lady what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's uh, your OG host, Miss Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada. Here at the Adafruit Factory in downtown Manhattan, so we're broadcasting live. Some weeks we have uh, known Pedro or Melissa or Liz or JP or, or well, Aunt. Our Florida crew's okay. We just talked they're to them. They're okay. Um, but they are they're uh, hunkering down, as they say, to get through this storm. So um, they'll be back next week. Yes, um, so no and Pedro are not here this week, yeah, but they're and, okay. And they're okay. Everyone's all right. We're checking in on them, and we'll make sure we'll continue to. So, um, And for all the folks that are in the Florida area and more, um, we are hoping um, Thing misses you. So, Okay. Okay, but let's kick it off. Let's Starting it off, off with Jepler and Jepler's keyboard. Hello. Yeah, so um, I mentioned a couple times this uh, cache of retro computer stuff that I got. And I got this handy personal computer keyboard from a friend. And a guide went live this week in which I convert it to use CircuitPython. So if you just maybe come back to here for a second, little adapter um, with the special, each keyboard is different and has a different connector on it. So you got to source the connector from DigiKey. But then you just got like power ground, reset, clock data, into the cutie pie and load some circuit python software and you've got a totally usable adequate keyboard and now completely adequate <laughs> it's completely adequate there are some weird things there are some weird things about this keyboard it's completely so, okay here's a detail of the grime which happily it just cleaned up with soap and water some people go through chemicals and hydrogen peroxide to clean up their plastic um but as I took it apart, inside it's got these really wild key switches. Whoa, that's not standard. And, and yeah, so like the key switch plunges over this lever here to give it a good amount of travel. But really, it's just activating a micro switch. And then this LED here actually goes with this here, which is the numlock key in some weird location. And so these old keyboards, they're just wild. And you can't get these switches anymore. So it's lucky all mm. of mine are intact. This guy was made by Fujitsu for Tandy, and it's got an 8048 microcontroller in it, which I assume was programmed at the factory and can't be read out or changed. It's, it's or wrong. Yeah, it's probably ROM burned. I mean, they definitely didn't have Flash at the time. No. Um, yeah, there is a detail of the weird uh, light, uh, numlock light again. And here's how it looked after I cleaned it all up. Oh, and, Looks good. So yeah, it's a it's a lovely keyboard. I think you really could use it as your everyday keyboard. You've got Alt. It's here somewhere, and you could yeah, reprogram like this to be uh, like weird, your application yeah. key or whatever. You've got Control and Shift and Tab and Escape and all the good stuff. Um, another weird stuff is like here's the the pipe key is on numpad four. There's not okay. a, a pipe key. I don't know why. <laughs> I just didn't Look, think I mean, it was super is, important yet. This is pre-standard. This is, yeah. you know, everyone. And what's in the top right? Is that like a roller? What is, what's, what's that? What's in the top right? Oh, those are the feet. It's got these little feet. Oh, and out. you rolled them from the top. Yeah. It's actually kind of cute little feet. So, yeah. I, yeah, they're spring-loaded inside. And like everything else, it was intact, which I feel like is miraculous. So... You know, if you just have to have one of these, I'm done with the guide making an offer because um, these are rare. But uh, okay. no, not really. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, Jeff Bay. Uh, and you PIO uh, on the RP2040, yeah, right? Yeah, it's using PIO because it's a clocked serial protocol, which normally CircuitPython would really have trouble handling that other device, you know, driving the timing. But with the PIO 
peripheral, it can buffer up to eight characters or eight keystrokes before it gets lost. So it works really nice. Um, yeah, so that's enough about keyboards. I'll just talk about one other thing, which is Wi-Fi support is merged for the Pico W and Whoa. it will be in an upcoming beta release. So a big thank you to everybody who tested and who just shared their excitement about getting to work on that. So right. there are some things we have to investigate and finish up. But like I put it through the paces with over 60,000 HTTP requests and it just kept going. So yes. it's really it's really something I'm really thrilled. And I'd invite you to try it out if you've got one sitting on your shelf. Um, yeah, maybe somebody it, in Discord can pop the PR so yeah, people can see the, um, sure. see the progress. I do want to mention uh, JetBlue working extremely hard on it. And there's <laughs> bugs that we're discovering, some which are not in CircuitPython. Um, also, uh, secure SSL TLS support is not ready yet. We're going to be working on that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So only we're, we're investigating how feasible that is. And yeah, we'll so we'll get, we're going to get there. But for now, as long as it's a, a non TLS SSL connection, it should just work. Yeah. So yeah, I will drop the link once I sign off. And uh, you know, y'all can let me know how it works for you because right. we think it's good. Yay. So much, Jeff. Talk to you later. All right, JP. Hey, guys in your Tower of Terror. Yeah, it's back. So I think I've shown this, but it's been developing, and uh, it's it's got a name now. This is Darth Vader's. Darth and Vader, yeah. Darth Vader's, yeah. And it answers the question, why shouldn't I have a weird, vaguely threatening, ominous sci-fi prop thing that can move on my desk? Right. Uh, the answer is you should. And so these are three motorized faders and 3D printed enclosure I made for it. And now I have one of our really easy to use STEM QT breakout um, rotary encoders here. And so I can select individual animations from these poses or positions that I've set. This is a, yeah. sort of like a sequencer. Um, so whenever you just feel like looking at it in a different spot, you can flip that over. Uh, these also are always measuring where they are. So they, they're like, hey, no, stop that. I'm going back to this position, which is- Kind of passive aggressive there, yeah. It's a little bit, isn't it? Uh, you can also just decide to have it kind of breathing at you like Darth Vader and running through them all the time. So I just clicked the rotary encoder there, uh, which is a push encoder, has a little button. And now it's just gonna, every four seconds, go to a new position, hang out there, move to the next. Um, it doesn't do anything other than that right now. It's just purely uh, ornamental, but you could, of course, have this sending out USB stuff, MIDI control stuff, uh, volume things. If you have an application that'll that'll read in some sort of HID um, button presses as or media uh, presses as a volume controller, so you could extend it. But I just have it be in this kind of cool, weird thing on my desk. Uh, and so. That uh, code just went into our learn guide repo last night and uh, or actually this morning, and I'm going to be working on the guide for that so people can build their own set of Darth faders. This is the um, enclosure for James Earl Jones voice. I think he That's retired where, doing yes, Darth this is where they Vader. Keep it. <laughs> and he like, I guess the way it worked, because he whatever the rights are and how he thinks with his voice, um, it's licensed or now it's part of uh, an, an AI company that can continue to do the voice. It's all so contractually weird. bound. But this is the server that they should store it in. <laughs> I'll send them one. <laughs> Maybe you could circuit bend them and stuff like that. Like, arr, 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 yeah. Arr. Yeah. Okay. throw a pie in there that holds the AI for, for the voice. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, JP. Yeah, thanks, JP. All right, Liz, we're going to ask you to uh, go now and then at the very end, play us out because you have a very special musical project this week. Yes. Uh, so there is a game that kind of went 
nuts on the internet called Trombone Champ, and this is a controller for it. Uh, it's using a Cutie Pie RP2040 connected via USB, and then uh, a Neo slider is moving the cursor up and down, um, and then an arcade button um, sends the toot, because uh, you have to press a key to actually play the trombone, but you slide the mouse up and down to do the pitch, so using this, it's like you're playing an actual trombone. Right. Um, and actually, I don't have it hooked up right now to the sound, because um, I kind of in demo mode, because I get nervous having it actually does move your mouse, so it would be clicking, yeah. it would be clicking yeah. all over her screen, which I get. S sending mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deleting um, all your files. Yes. Uh, so this will be uh, this guide will be live shortly um, if folks want to make their own. Um, I know a couple of folks have been making controllers, but this one, um, I think, probably just a little bit simpler approach where it's literally moving your mouse. Okay. All right. So um, we won't have you play it out, but not. maybe you'll have a video for the. I will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wah, wah. yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Liz. All right. Thanks, Liz. All right. Phil B. Paint Your Dragon, what you got going on this week? Hi, um, I have here a, a mini disc, which is wow. a, um, this was a music format from the 1990s. Um, didn't really quite catch on here. It was big in Japan, but not here. Every um, science fiction movie had this, like how they're going to play. Every, yeah. every cyberpunk movie <laughs> required to have a mini Yeah, this is uh, all how this we This is how Dana yeah. was like, and you'd yeah. like shove that into your head or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic, Strange Days, The Matrix, they all involved. Yeah, uh, Robocop, Minority Report. Yeah, so anyways, it's a little smaller than a three and a half inch floppy and there's like a, a CD for yeah. comparison. Uh, it's not, I think everybody's heard of these. They're not super obscure. But anyway, the, the cyberpunk thing, uh, funny thing is on, on the Cyberdeck PCB, which- Yeah. yeah. Port, but there's, there's, um, there's little optical discs in the background yes that, that cyberpunk thing yeah so um i always thought these were cool and, and wanted like a recorder but not like so much that i was going to go spend 50 or 100 bucks on ebay plus shipping to get one and i lucked out a couple days ago at the thrift store <laughs> right um, didn't work though 10 10 bucks but it was you know it's as is it's a crapshoot whether or not it's going to work and it did not work but brought it home and like it was such an easy fix and that's i think one of the cool things about this electronics hobby is you know er everything comes with the warning you know no no user serviceable part but yeah you learn about electronics and you know which which end of the dragon you can safely pull on you know yeah so um that's the cool thing with this hobby is um it has dividends and so i was able to get this this working um and I don't know what the moral of the story of what, what was, was it a fuse or was it a loose cable or it what was, was yeah it was a cable just needed reseated I think it was right. just kind of oxidized just yeah. you know yeah. what that's that you know it's solid state that's ninety percent of the work but good work I think yeah. when you can repair things um, because there's so many things getting thrown away but when you can repair things really unlocks your um, ability to have fun with all of the stuff that's out there. Like you get to, you have a better different experience because not only can you purchase a thing, but you could fix the thing and you have a skill and you can combine all these things together. So it's like you have uh, a, a, a richer experience in your day to day because everything you have a lens that's like, Oh, I wonder if I can fix that, build it, do something, turn it into something yeah. else. And if you can't fix it, you know, it's like, 
who cares? Deep enough that I don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. You you rescued. I mean, you like saved a life here, a meaningless life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's like CPR that works. You're like, wow, that's cool. Exactly. So um, anyway, it was just one of those lucky finds, and it worked out. That's and cool. uh, so anyway, super cyberpunk. All right. So, okay, so what is that? A mini player or what is it? It is a recorder. They did make pre-recorded mini discs, uh, and certain you know there are play-only uh, boxes. But this one can actually record if you have a recordable mini disc. You to, can you re-record? Is it or yes, is it what? It is one a time? magneto optical format. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so if you have a, a, a recorder versus a player, uh, yeah, it's a re-recordable magneto optical disc wow I, I i don't even remember seeing a re-recordable one i remember i've seen the you know one shot music ones but um yeah, and was that the same for that was the same format used by the um sony vita right or was it or uh sony did make a lot of players i don't remember not recorders but they i think the, the video game system used the mini discs for oh, that was a umd that was UMD. a thing and it's this weird slightly triangular enclosure but is it the same? It is not. It is. It is. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. Okay. They love doing that. You know. Yeah. Oh, Sony likes having. I mean, that was that was Sony Duo Plus Pro Lamore. I know. How could I not tell the difference between like the three? Yeah. Look, I know the difference between that and a laser disc, right? That I know. Yeah. Um, the interesting is magneto optical, not uh, not like laser optical. Interesting. Right. Yeah. The play only ones are just standard laser. Yeah. But I don't have any of those yet. Next up. All right. right. Excellent find. And um, good to show folks there is an entire world uh, waiting to be unlocked and puzzles to be solved um, that are otherwise going to get thrown in the trash. Yeah. Uh, well, I can send you some UMDs if you want. I think I have like two or three. They came I, when I when I bought my PSP, it came with a wow. two of them. All right. Okay. Next up, we're going to go to Travis and then we will go to Paul. Hey, Travis. Travis. Hello. Sorry. Speaking of old electronic trash, I've got another high voltage thing. It's called, I call it an eye tube, an eye tube. And it's an oh, cool. CRT. Oh yeah. I've seen some of these before. These are, these are neat. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the viewfinder out of an eighties um, video camera. Yeah. We were, we were willing to do anything. Yeah, to get I like this. it because it almost looks biological. It's like this it's is totally this like is the, eye, this is the like, eyeball from a, a cyborg. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what a nice build. I love the casing. Yeah. Um, What's it playing on the screen? It's an eyeball. It's a. It's my friend's eyeball. Oh, nice. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's an eye tube. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. This is um, cool. And then it's got a little charger on the back. Um, now, God, everything's reversed. Yeah, right yeah, there. And I used a light pipe for the first time. Huh. And, and um, that was hard to find. It's actually yeah, a light pipes aren't used very much from eBay. Mm. Huh? The light pipe, yeah, or the just you know, the, like almost like light bright material, um, or like um, uh, fiber optics, because the um, charger you know the leds are facing on the board on board led and i needed an l i needed a 90 to get it on the back and so i had to, i was trying to find a light pipe i can't find them anywhere i had to find some old ones from like the 80s that would be in an old stereo or something 
Where, where'd you get the um, viewfinder from? The viewfinder, I, 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 I got a broken um, uh, camera, video camera off eBay for 10 bucks shipped. Sweet. And then this is the viewfinder. So it's like one inch. The t that 10 bucks is apparently exactly what people are willing to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the two balloons were 10 bucks. But um, yeah, so like back then they used a CRT as the viewfinder. And uh, all cool. right, well, this is awesome. If you can post up any info for people who want to replicate yeah. this type of project. If you send us any links or photos, you can send it to ptadatafruit.com and we can put it up on the blog and everything. This looks great. Okay, yeah, and then I, I ended up using a, an older pie because they had the composite video out on them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. They do have them out, but it's hard to get to. You know, you, they come through the audio jack. They still have them. Exactly. But it's like yeah, you need to get the cable. And it was, I, I had actually done that video looper. The other tricky part was getting to seamlessly loop. And I used the OMX player for that. Mm -hmm. But um, That's really I hard. Did, actually, I did that a long time ago, that video I part for another project. And then I, then I got all, I've been getting all into this high voltage stuff. So I knew I had that little player looping eyeball laying around. And I go, oh, I'll just yeah. throw that in here. And That's cool. And make it that looks good. All right, well, all right. nice work. Well, thank you so much. Right. Excellent project. Nice work, Tavis. Looks Thank awesome. You. You are, all, you, right. all you need is a couple of laser discs and you're ready for <laughs> the cyberpunk future. Hey, Paul, what's going hey, on? I have not one, but two podcasts now that I talk about CircuitPython on. Really? Wow. They're doubling. We're doubling up and, and double the hosts. I'm doing this one with Toddbot, Todd Kurt from the CircuitPython oh, great. community. Oh, lovely. Cool. So where can people find out about these? They can search their favorite podcast app for The Bootloader or go to thebootloader.net. And we've got all the links there to subscribe in the apps. Subscribe. And we just launched our first episode on Monday. Talked a little bit about TO and what a, you know, what a great open source project that is. Yeah. Um, Todd shared a little bit about camera support on CircuitPython. And then we talked a little 3D printing and a couple other tech news type of things. All right on. That sounds fun. Well, as you um, boot up uh, Bootloader, um, let us know. We'll add if you know there anything with Python or Circuit Python. We'll get the word out in the newsletters and uh, some blog posts. You can send it to Ann and I, and we'll help get the word out. We'll what is the what is the uh, topics that you're like? Obviously, Circuit Python show a lot of Circuit Python stuff. What what are some of the topics that are going to be in Bootloader? Um, it, anything from the tech and maker scene. So it could be Circuit cool. Python one week. It could be Micro Python the, the following week. It could be Arduino. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you know. Oh, it's, cool! I like, I like that. Different, different stuff every yeah, week. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing this. There isn't an audio, or even video only. There's, you know, there's Maker Update, um, but it's definitely a different type of format. There isn't like a long form interview or getting to know some of the makers. Um, back in the day at Make Magazine, Bree and I, uh, when we were doing the <laughs> Maker <laughs> podcast, um, we were doing interviews and having some stuff. But it's something that. I, I really think getting the stories of the makers out and talking to them and understanding like, oh, this is not just like the end result, but how they got there. And like, oh, like how did they figure out they wanted to do this project? Like show and tell is a very small version of the like, Philby is like, went to the thrift store, got this thing and here's this piece of tech. And you kind of, and you know, the, the previous person Tavis, like, oh, I had this eyeball footage and this is this thing and really helps people discover all of the projects um, that they might want to do, but it's not just like, here's a photo and it's too intimidating. And I don't know if I'm going to learn all those skills. It's like, oh no, here's a story uh, from someone that I can relate to. Yeah, you should have Tavis on the show. I think people would love to see. There we go. 
you guys guys yeah. connect up because everyone loves high voltage. That's a good idea. Yeah. We talk to the folks who are on show and tell because, yeah. you know, we only each week we're like, okay, five minutes, go, 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 go. Yeah, and we don't have time to really. During COVID, uh, peak COVID, uh, I should say, or what, actually whatever, like whatever, two years ago. Lockdown uh, time. Yeah, we, we knew that having a long show and tell would be helpful for folks because a lot of folks were at home. Um, we were at the factory at night or in the morning or different parts during the day, but we knew a lot of folks were home and we wanted to find something to bring people together and just people showing their projects and sharing stories, um, you know, help. We, no one knew how to handle stuff or what was going on. So Absolutely. more stories from makers. And I've got right, Brayden Lane on the CircuitPython show next week who's got some really yeah. cool CircuitPython products from a macro yeah. pad called the Joypad to... Lots of shiny lights that we talk about. He's got a couple of Lumens yeah. products. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that uh, showed off recently. All right, Paul. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing all this and spreading the stories and information about all the stuff going on in electronics. It really is the best time to be doing electronics. Um, and now you can almost kind of get some parts once in a while. Yeah, so. no, that, that's changing. It, it is getting better. Like we've, we've started to, um, as one content creator to the other, we've started to shift from chip shortage to real world. <laughs> so, you know, eventually, I guess we'll, uh, when there's too many electronic parts, we'll have like, uh, sur part, part flood. Yeah. Sur surplus, surplus surplus wars. Yeah. Yeah. We do have oh, some time. We have a couple yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to have that. But anyways. All right. Well, thanks so much, Paul. Good to see you. Thanks. Bye. All right, everybody. That is our show and tell this week thank you so much everyone for joining us we're here every week 7 30 p.m eastern time thank you so much everyone for showing sharing your projects please come by show some of the things you built some of the rest of the things you found some of the things that maybe you have in the attic that you're like oh here's a cool old thing all these things are welcome and all folks are welcome we'll see everybody in a few minutes ask an engineer starts in about five minutes or so bye everybody bye -bye. see you in about five minutes <laughs>